I find prison movies to be quite interesting. Most of them tell of the setting and the characters within them in a very serious way, where stakes are understandably high. Whether that's an escape or survival plot, most of the time these are dramatic in nature. Every once in a while, however, there are those that come along and show the subject through a different lens. A lens blending irony, humor, and satire to make the subject humorous. Our subject today is as much about imprisonment as it is not about imprisonment. A film that blends humor and seriousness to create a unique view told by a relatively unique voice in cinema. A movie that follows three very different men as they each wind up in a jail cell together, and as they form a bond, their journey and hopes of freedom unfurl. So if you're like me, and you enjoy film and the impact and emotions they convey, then grab a glass of your preferred liquid and join me for the next little while. For me, that's a glass of ice-cold water on a rather humid day. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about the love of film. Welcome to Glazed Cinema. strangers to each other. Over the course of one night, their luck runs out one by one, and all of them are arrested for one thing or another. Two of the men end up in a jail cell together, and later on a third is thrown into the mix, adding another clashing personality into their environment. As friction inevitably grows, so do, however, the bonds between each of the men as they plan their escape. Directed by Jim Jarmusch, Down by Law is very much a product of the man himself. His films share a few common threads, but none stronger than his use of deadpan. Our subject today is no different in this regard. Down by Law is sparse and minimal in a lot of different aspects, from the cast, locations, direction, and shots within the film itself. Jarmusch used a new cinematographer on this project than his previous efforts, a man by the name of Robbie Mueller. When asked what direction he should take with the photography, Jarmusch responded with, well, Robbie, it's just a fairy tale. Robbie commented in an interview 
that this felt extremely freeing to the cinematographer, and that he felt that he could just follow his instinct when shooting the film. With a budget of roughly $1 million, it was filmed in a rather exotic location compared to his last efforts, with everything being shot on location. As independent projects go, there wasn't a lot of excess to be found. Even the film crew was fairly small, consisting of about 25 people. Also in the cast, as there are three main characters that drive the movie forward, and for the majority of the film, they are who we interact with, visually and aesthetically. As the saying goes, however, quality over quantity, and the same is true here, as everyone involved turned in great performances. We talked about there being three main characters in this film so far, and they are very different from one another. However, they all play well together up to a certain point, and were introduced to two right from the jump, and the third a little later. The first two we meet are named Jack and Zack, which, despite their rhyming names, are no more harmonious than a fifth-grade music class learning the recorder. The movie follows them through one of the lowest points in their respective lives, but Jarmish approaches this perfectly. Through a delicate balance of blending their unfortunate circumstances with humor, the experience is very enjoyable. Jack is the first character we meet, which happens very quickly. Jack is played by John Lurie, who is a Jim Jarmusch regular. I always link the two together in my mind, much like one might do with other cast and director duos, like Scorsese and De Niro, or Maifun and Kurosawa, for instance. Down by Law is their third effort together, the first being Permanent Vacation, and the second, Stranger Than Paradise. Jack is a taller man who has a certain swagger and smoothness about him. He is certainly used to leading, and has an air of confidence, which at times borders on arrogance, but his sense of humor softens that a bit. He's a small-time pimp who is a bit out of his depth living in New Orleans, he runs a brothel in a building downtown, and when we meet him, he's just waking up in bed, cuddling with a woman. Our introduction to him ends when he lays back down alongside her, wraps his arms around her, and closes his eyes. Before we depart the scene, her eyes open, almost offended by the situation. Zack is the second character who we meet, and is played by the one and only Tom Waits. Now, I am a huge fan of Tom Waits in general, but especially for his music. He's in my top six favorite musical artists of all time, and the only reason why it's a top six is because it's too hard to narrow it down to five. He's a man who just oozes coolness and to me, he's always represented something my top six all share. 
being just fine with who you are, and unapologetically doing things your own way. Down by Law was my introduction to Waits as an actor, and my main draw for watching this movie. Zack is an ex-disc jockey who has turned in his microphone and on-air persona of Lee Baby Sims for the time being. We get from conversations that he's been a radio DJ for several stations, bouncing around the country. At one point, he recites a radio intro in his car alone, and sounds like a jazz radio DJ with a smoother, lower, and semi-raspy type delivery. When we meet him, he's living with his girlfriend in a second-story apartment. Down on his luck, she harps on him to get a local radio gig, but instead, he does odd jobs he can find for money. The third man is Roberto, played by Roberto Benini. Roberto, otherwise known as Bob, is an Italian tourist who ends up on the wrong side of town. His English is very broken, but gets by on what he knows, and by what phrases he writes down to remember for later in his pocket-sized notebook. These phrases have either captured his imagination, or ones that he feels are humorous in some way. One moment that encapsulates this perfectly is when he first enters the jail cell and finds Jack and Zack looking at him in a very uninterested manner. Pulling out the notebook, he rifles through the pages and recites, If looks can kill, I'm a dead now. He's a peculiar man with a childlike sensibility and innocence, and his messy hair adds to that aesthetically. A stranger in a strange new land, unfamiliar to his native Italy, we get the sense that he's enjoying learning about America through trial and error. With a wonderfully thick Italian accent, Roberto is the glue that holds the trio together and makes following them more enjoyable. When Jack and Zack are fighting, Bob is the one to bring them together again. Of all three characters, he is certainly the most magnetic, a result of Benini's great performance in the role. For me, almost everything he does is funny in some way. Down by Law was shot entirely in black and white, and the cinematography of the movie feels wonderfully tangible. Using a wide lens, the cinematographer, Robbie Mueller, almost reminds me of some Japanese style of camera work, hearkening on Kurosawa or Ozu at times. The overall look of the movie matches with its setting, as it's very gritty and dirty. There's nothing extravagant about the film overall. It's told in a fairly straightforward manner. Despite that, however, there are some beautiful shots and sequences that are absolutely amazing to me. One of my favorite shots in this film is one of these in that it's a standalone image that I could see framed on a wall. It's in the beginning when Zack is kicked out by his girlfriend. After an argument that leads her to throw his belongings out the window, he finds himself on the street. 
Standing alone with only the streetlights as company, the balcony hovers above him as a reminder of the rejection as he stands amongst the broken rubble of his past. Other shots in this film are fantastic in their own right, but there's something about this one that is my favorite. I used this shot as the hint for the episode just this past Wednesday. If you haven't seen it, it's on our social media feeds if you're curious. Another thing I really enjoy about this movie is the dialogue, and sometimes it cuts through everything on screen to draw attention to itself. There are some great lines in this movie that I quote from time to time, much like Bob does with his notebook. Some of these are when Bob proclaims, It's a sad and a beautiful world. Or in asking for a match, Jack, do you have some fire? Or one of my favorites is when Zack states, Well, we can't live in the present forever. I have a thing about quotes, though. Sometimes someone will say something and it will remind me of a movie quote, and it brings me back to that scene and makes me smile much in the way that Bob's quotes in his notebook do for him. I guess that comes with the power of a great movie though, right? If we can remember it, smile about it, I think that means that it's hit us. It's impacted us in some way. The opening of the film is muted in the best way. Almost ordinary in the sense that it's just another day in New Orleans. We open to moving shots from a vehicle of outdoor scenes of the city, like mausoleums, outdoors of buildings, or just scenery in general. As the montage of imagery unfurls before us, Tom Waits' song Jockey Full of Bourbon plays in the background, serving as a connective tissue tying Jack and Zach's introductions together. And it's a wonderful song to put in the beginning. It's odd, it's cool, it's just awesome. I love this film and all of its deadpan glory. The first time I watched Down by Law, I didn't really know what to expect other than the cover. And the cover of the Criterion movie, which is what I bought and watched, was really straightforward, wasn't too much to tell by the cover. It's still the same to this day. It's just all three men in a jail cell together, staring us in the face. But I was there for Tom Waits, and beyond that, I really didn't have any other expectation. What I was greeted with, however, was such a pleasant surprise. In my first viewing, I honestly didn't know what to expect. It's always exciting for me to watch a film from a new director, and this was no different. The only measuring stick I had to go on were other prison-type movies, like Shawshank Redemption, Escape from Alcatraz, or Papillon. But a comedy prison film was a bit different. The only one that I had seen up to that point, at least that I can recall, was probably the longest yard, and that is very different from Down by Law. So when I pressed play, I essentially disregarded any expectation I had and went in cold. 
This film drew me in very early on, and had me more invested as the plot unfurled before me. By the end, I was sad to see the characters go, but was really glad that I tuned in to see their story. Down by Law is a movie depicting serious subjects, done in a brilliantly balanced way that feels energized and humorous. If you're looking for a movie to watch that you can turn on and melt into and enjoy, Down by Law is a great option to choose. With great performances, witty and natural dialogue, and fantastic direction, you can't really go wrong with pressing play on this one, either as a casual or more serious film fan. If you'd like to watch Down by Law for yourself, you can find it on a variety of streaming services. At the time of this recording, you can find it on the Criterion channel. The Criterion channel is a service with tremendous value from our friends at the Criterion Collection. The Criterion channel offers two pricing options, including $9.99 per month or $99 per year, which is what I chose to do. You can also find Down by Law on HBO Max if you subscribe to their service. HBO Max includes two pricing options, which are $9.99 per month with ads and $14.99 per month ad-free. And finally, Down by Law is also available on Apple TV and Prime Video for $3.99 to rent. This episode was written and recorded by me, Brian Kinney with music by Kevin McLeod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Each week, there will be new content, including hints about episodes before they air. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, visit our website at glazedcinema.com. There you'll find more info about the show and a place to submit ideas for future episodes. For film fans who are hearing impaired, our blog page offers each episode in written form as well. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope to see you next time with another beverage and another fine film on Glazed Cinema.